Okay. Baruch Hashem, happy to be back from Eretz HaKodesh and ready to get back into the Vaden for the next couple of days. We have today, which is Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and Thursday too. So we'll have four Vaden this week. Friday we will not have a Vad, and Sunday we will not have a Vad, and Monday we won't have a Vad. So we have four days this week, and then next week we start, we pick it up again from Tuesday. Okay? Grazi, bruchum aboy. Okay. So we're talking about Mesir Sesharim. I'm going to talk about Mesir Sesharim where we're holding, and then I'm also going to bring it into Hanukkah. Connect them. Okay? You ready for that? Some fancy footwork, yeah. So we've been talking about a big yesoid in Mesir Zishar. Big. Big, big yesoid. Just to recap, that a human being has a koach haratzon. A koach to be able to articulate what he wants in life and develop a strategy to get them. Koach haratzon. Koach haratzon, we said, is higher... Then the koyach haseichel. The seichel comes second. First, the ratzon comes first. The seichel comes in to develop the koyach ratzon. Okay? On a healthy human being, a healthy Jewish human being I'm talking about, his koyach ratzon, the, the root of it begins on the highest root of his soul, the highest place, deepest place of his neshama called yechida. The part of his neshama that feels the connection with Hashem and the tainug of the connection of Hashem. And it wants that tainug of the vacas. And then the kacharotzen goes ahead and finds a way to get that tainug of the vacas, which is namely through Torah and mitzvot. Okay? That's the idea. And it's not so simple, that idea. Because it has to get the whole body involved in Torah and mitzvot in order to feel the attachment to Hashem. Because doing mitzvot doesn't mean just the robotic act of doing a mitzvah. It means attaching to the mitzvah with all your kuchot nefesh. So it's not such a simple thing. But that's the, the overview of how one serves Hashem. And by serving Hashem in such a way, what does he actually get? Tainug. L'sanag al Hashem. He gets Tainug. And that's what he set out for in the beginning. And the Kacharatzin puts together the plan, how to get it. Right? That's the idea. We explained that the Yetzirah comes in and he tries to rob the Kacharatzin from going after Torah Mitzvot by using the process of Dimyan and Peter Alev. And therefore, he redirects the commands of the Koyach HaRotzen to find uh, physical, materialistic ways of getting the pleasure. Right? That's what we spoke about last time. Do, do you remember, Rabbi Yisrael? This is a big Yisrael that we spoke about last time. Now, what the Messiah Sashar taught us is something very deep. Being that the Yitzhahara works and manipulates the Koyach HaRotzen to go the wrong way, so through our work, we can actually lose the the rotsin to do taivus alam hazer. You can destroy your kaya for the wrong things. That's what he said. 
Right? Let me read that one more time so you can get that clear. That's what he says, Lamaisa. Halacha Lamaisa, that's what he says. Right? He says that we can come to a madrega of vittel kaya harotzen in the, for the wrong things, right? He says, these are the last words that we're really up to, and I just want to stress them. Alken zeu kol alimud. So, Chorosh Yilam made a odem asichlo la'akim b'chul shesatanugim ha'elev v'shikram. When a person realizes that Tanuge Yolamazeh is all sheker, it's all false, and dangerous, and bad, and unproductive, and all that kind of stuff, he's going to develop something which is going to cause that his koach he will not have a will. He's going to be yimaz boy. He will lose his will and his desire for Taiva Salam Hazeh. what can he do? He can use his will and his desire Salam Haba. Now, before I take the next step in the Masil Zasharm, which is an extremely deep thing that the Masil Zasharm is going to say, and we have to really understand it, and we're going to go back to Parakir Gimel and show you some deep things there, very deep things. Because the Masil Zasharm, believe it or not, even though he was from a long, long time ago, is going to kind of hint to something called an eating disorder. Ah, that's a psychology uh, term, you know. But if I show you how to read Masils Hashem, you will see that. Because you're going to be playing with your mind here for a second when it comes to Achilo. Right? And the next one is going to say, He's going to make you want to lose your desire for eating pleasurable <coughs> foods. But he has to be very careful not to make you lose your desire for eating. We have to work on this. This is going to be a very deep thing we're going to talk about. And in Masil Zisharim and Parakut Gimel, he mentioned that there are, don't be like the Goyim, the bad people, who they make, they, they, don't, they don't want to eat in a way that's dangerous for them. That's a, that's a eating disorder, which I'm going to talk about more by Rikhas. Now, to us, we're trying to understand, he calls that Precious out of whack. Precious Kenega de Torah. And we, I mentioned it lightly when we learned it, were thinking, why in the world would someone want to do that? You know, it's hard enough to get me to do regular Precious. Why would I want to do Precious, crazy amount of Precious, to the point that I'm not eating correctly? That's like being Mitzayah myself, causing pain to myself, causing damage to myself. If a person has an eating disorder, there's a risk of him dying. And definitely his quality of life will be very messed up. And it's a sakonis nefoshus mamish. You understand? But the, but the, but the Masil calls that exaggerated precious. You see, if you're a psychologist and you learn about eating disorders, you say it's a psychological problem. So we have to understand how it's a, Developed through the wrong precious. We have to go into it. That's not today's sugya. That's tomorrow's sugya. Belined. That's tomorrow's sugya. But it's important to understand the sugya because you're manipulating your kayakharatsin. And if you manipulate your kayakharatsin, then your brain doesn't want it. And your brain is mo'esetbo. And now, tanugayel mazek can become your enemy. Right? So you have to know what you're doing here. This is big stuff here. Okay? We'll get to it slowly. After you finish Parak Tazvav, you have a different head. 
a different fashtan, a different understanding of, of life. Powerful, powerful uh, piece of work, this Masil Sashar. But what I want to talk about is that the, the, a damaged Koch Haratzim, okay, we're going to talk about a damaged Koch Haratzim over the next few days. A damaged Koch Haratzim, let's say, uh, you, you have a damaged Kaya in the materialistic world, which would be considered depression or a damaged Kaya regarding one thing, like an eating disorder, right? We'll talk about these things. We have to understand them. Because we're in the Sugi of Ritzinus. That's what we're in. We're in that world. And <clears throat> there could also be a situation where a person has, obviously, a damaged Kaya to avoid this Hashem. Okay? Now... Simply the way you would understand that a person has a damaged Hashem would be a guy who is Yetzirah. This is what we've been talking about, but now I'm going to give you a new move in a second, okay? Until this point, we're talking about a person who has a damaged Kayacharotzen in Ruchnius. Why does he have a damaged Kayacharotzen in Ruchnius? Why is he not jumping out of bed in the morning to David Hashem? And why is he not jumping out to David and to learn? <clears throat> and to do chesed and to be dovek b'ashem, he has a damaged kaya over there, right? Even though deep, deep down within himself his neshama wants it. But he has a damaged kaya right? So until this point we spoke about because the Yetzirah came along and the Yetzirah influenced your kaya with all kinds of dimyoinus. He said, you want to live a happy life and a pleasurable life and a milchsanefeshlika life and get this car and this suit, and, right? Playing with your brains, correct? And that's the classical bitl kayacharotzen that we know about, you know, that we deal with and we face that. But I want to bring out another bitl kayacharotzen, which is a very, very important one and it needs a whole speech to explain it clear. But basically, when a person gets into a situation where he's stuck and he doesn't know what to do. For example, the guy lost all his money and he doesn't know how he's going to support his family. Or a person became sick and the doctor said that there's no medicine that can help him. Right? Here you come to a situation in life where you feel helpless. There's nothing you could do Remember, Kayach HaRatzin is only going to work if it feels that it can achieve. This is what we call Yish, when you feel like you can't do anything. Sometimes you're in a situation where you feel like you have no friends and you have no one to talk to, and there's no, every time you try to make friends, people don't want to talk to you, right? <coughs> so you feel stuck, stuck in your situation. There's nothing you can do, right? Because Koyach HaRotzen, like I told you, has to translate into a practical approach to do something. And if you keep on having letdowns, that's when you get burnt out. Sometimes you find that in Avodah Hashem too, in not such an intense way. Let's say a guy, every time he tries to get up in the morning and daven, every time he tries to mechazik and learning, and every time he tries to do all these things, and then he fails all the time. So after a while, the Kayach HaRatzim becomes bottle. He doesn't want to do it no more. Why should he do it? Right? He's not, it's not working. Okay? So we have to be very careful with that point of Kayach HaRatzim being batel. Okay? And the reason why it's, it's very bad that your Ratzim should be bottle is because no matter what situation you're in, 
no matter what it is, you, there is a way to grow. Always. No matter what. There's a way to grow. Okay? Now you may be trying your own methods, and that's why I keep failing, or you may be repeating the same failed method over and over, then you're killing yourself. Because even though it says, Tzadik Sheva Yipovakab, that a tzaddik falls many times and then he gets up. So people think, like you have to keep trying, right? But the foolish people think it means try the same thing again and again. That's called getting trying once. <coughs> you understand? It means try new methods. Different mahalchim. Now you may not be smart enough to come up with a different mahalchim. Maybe you need someone from the outside to give you an out-of-the-box way. Or some other insight. But the point is, the reason why we can never allow our koyach harotzen to be bottled and avoid this Hashem because there's always something to do. And that's why, in the Torah's perspective, suicide is a very, very, very bad thing. Obviously, sometimes people commit suicide because they're very sick. And they're not well. I'm not talking about that. But there's a situation where people are in a very bad, stuck situation. And they commit suicide because they feel it's not worth to live anymore because there's nothing else, to, there's nothing they can do to change their situation that they're in. They feel like they're in an impossible situation. And they give up on life. Right? So, <clears throat> in the Torah, that's a very, very terrible, grave sin. Extremely grave sin to do that. But what's the Oymik Advar? The Oymik Advar is that even if you can't change the situation you're in, but if you understand the basic fundamentals of life, that you came to this world to grow, there's a place to grow... In that situation as well, and you can keep on living with the growth that you have there, right? That's the idea. The idea is always to preserve the koyach harotzen for good things. But the, the the challenge that we face with preserving the koyach harotzen for good things is two challenges. One we call taiva, right? One we call taiva is a distorted way of taking your Kayak and using it for the wrong way. That's one thing, how it ruins our Kayak The second thing is, where we give up hope. And we're mavatal the Kayak You understand? And these are two very common things that happen to good Yidin, who want to serve Hashem, but there's a problem in the Kayak wanting to develop a path of avoid to do it. It could be another thing as well. The Goyen really alludes to all these different things. This is not Yaakov Arari, just he says it in Goyen terms. But this is the way Yaakov Arari understands the Goyen in Mishlei. One day I'll teach it to you inside. There could be another thing also called Atzlus. Atzlus means you could want it, but then when you really see what it entails to get it, you may be lazy to go for it. So that could be another one. So I gave you three possibilities that could destroy your kacharotzin to take you to the destination that you need to reach. Okay? But now I want to show you something very deep, and this is how it connects to Hanukkah. Okay? You ready? Eliyahu, Tamuchan. Okay, listen good now. Where's Ezra Cohen? Hanukkah, I don't thought I'm still in Eretz Yisrael. David Saka, where's the Ola? Okay. Say that now. Oh, Yitzchak Braka is here. Now listen good, Braka. You see, it says, 
I'm going to expound on it more later through Shmuzin, hopefully, but I want to bring out this point, very important point. It says regarding the Golos, the exile of Yovon, the one that we're now dealing with in Hanukkah, it says in Chazal, in a number of places, Darshaning Psukim, that Yavan is Choshech, compared to darkness, right? It says in the world was Tohu Vavohu, Vehoshech al Tehom, Veruach Elohim al and that Pasuk, each one is connected to different Golos. Veruach Elohim al let's talk about Mashiach, okay? But the word Choshech, that's Yavan. Yavan is Choshech. Okay? What does Choshech mean? Simply Choshech doesn't just mean it's, it's dark outside. It wasn't dark outside. It was actually, uh, very bright outside over there. You know? A lot of action going on in Yavan back in the day. But Choshech means spiritual darkness. Spiritual darkness where the Tumah the lifestyle, the ideology, the Mahalach HaChayim of Yovon took such a tremendous presence in the world that it darkened any light of spirituality that you, that you have, right? It's a very dark world. It's a very dark world. You can't see Hashem in that world. Okay? It's a world of Kfira. It's a world of Taiva. It's a world of all kinds of things, but not Hashem in that world. That's called a dark world. Good? Ask him. Question. All the Galuyot also were dark. When Babylon, when Babel came and destroyed the base of Migdash and threw out the Jewish people from the Holy Land, right? And they did all kinds of problems for the Jews, right? So also big spiritual darkness. Big. You understand? The only time that the spiritual light in the world is when the Jewish people are living in Eretz Israel and they have a base Hamikdash and they have Kohanim and they have Talmud Chachamim and they have a king. So they have a, a malucha in the world, right? Then the lights are on. That's where you see Hashem. Nobody can see Hashem with their own eyeballs, right? You see Hashem through the Malchus. You see Hashem through the Beis Hamikdash. You see Hashem through the Quran and the Levium. That's how you see Him. So every time Beis Hamikdash destroys, extinguishing that light. Right? Clear? Parasu Madai, darkness. Edoim, darkness. So why does Yavan get the name dark? You hear my kasha, Isaac? He bomb. Tashomea. And we'll expand on it also, but just for the vaj for today to explain you know. There's two types of darkness, very much discussed in the Sephardim. <coughs> Rabbi Rucham talks about many, 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 many. <coughs> There's two kinds of darkness. There's a darkness which is called the absence of light. So if we would shut the lights in this room, middle of the night, it's dark outside, no light coming in from the windows. You turn off the light switch, this room becomes dark. It's the absence of light, okay? But if you put on the light, the darkness will go away, correct? It's megarish ma'at mina or doicha You light up one candle, knocks out a lot of darkness. 
There's a second kind of darkness, which is referred to in the Pasuk, that Hashem is Bore Choshech. He created darkness. See, by us, darkness is only the lack of light. It's not a creation, right? So there's a type of darkness which is actually a creation. And you know when the, the world experienced such darkness in a physical way? Makachoshech. And Mitzrayim. Even if you put on a light, you couldn't see. Because that's a Metzius of darkness. A Metzius of darkness putting on lights doesn't help. Got it? Correct? So step one of the four. All other galiot are dark. But only because there's an absence of light. Yavan was a darkness that's a darkness ba'etzah. It's choshech ba'etzah. And you can't even turn on the light. Now what does that mean in practical purposes, in practical terms? Okay? So I'm only going to explain Yavan right now because it's getting late. And connect it to the Masil Sasharim that we said just now. When there's such a type of darkness, okay? Such a type of darkness means that there's nothing you could do, right? Because what produces light? Avodat Hashem produces light. They came to a situation that there was nothing they could do. You know what I mean? They had the white flag out. There's nothing you can do. Either you become totally not religious, forget religion, zaygazund, or you have to die al kiddush Hashem. But there's nothing you can do staying alive and fixing the situation. The situation was unfixable staying alive. There's no avoid you can do. You know, making a tinus, making uh whatever, you know, there's nothing you can do. I have to explain to you why it was like that, but that's what it was like. In the time of, of, of Yavan, if you tell me it's a Choshech Ba'etz, it means there's no light that you can produce to knock away the Choshech. That means what? There's no avoided left to do. There's nothing to do. If you want to retain, if you want to go to Elam Haba, then be willing to die. They'll kill you. If they catch you doing tired, they'll kill you and you'll die. And the tired that you're going to do is not going to fix the situation. It's just a question, how long can you stay alive doing your terror? And then when you get caught, you die. It's a choshech. Can't move it. Impossible to move it. So what does that create? That creates a bitul ratzon to do something. There's nothing to do. You're in a hopeless situation. You feel that? Because ratzon always has to translate something to do. There was no avhoida to do. In a hopeless situation. They're not going to commit their own suicide because they could die, Al-Kiddush Hashem. That's basically all they could do. But regarding removing the Choshech, there's nothing to do. You follow? So the, 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 the enormous part of the miracle here was that the Jewish people were Machadish, a new Derech and That was Megarish Derad. This was brand new, never done in the history of the world, and never repeated, although almost repeated was that they got up to fight. Getting up to fight is not halachically such a simple thing to understand. Because it's basically a suicide mission. You take ten people, and you just try to kill as many people as you can, chances are you're going to die, right? In most gazeras of Klal so we don't find we fight. What do we do? We make sakveifet. 
You make a tiny, you cry to Hashem, I won't get up and fight. It's not a match. A bunch of, a few rabbis against hundreds of thousands of trained soldiers, like Mechetesi, right? But these rabbis were Mechadish, a derech and avoid of Mesiris Nefesh to go fight. That's a, it's a schmooze in itself to explain it. But they created something that their Rotson was able to develop into something, which gave the chizik and not to be meyuyish, which triggered off the miracle. But the point that I'm trying to bring back again, Mr. Sashar, is that a human being has to know that he has, the only way he's going to be productive in life is if his kacharatzon is strong, right? So we have places in our lives that we feel is dark, like not the absence of light. We feel that these places are dark, unmovable dark. Right? Choshech real. Guys, a Taiva's notion, he can't break it. He feels like he can't break it. Taiva's cell phone, he feels he can't break it. Can't get out of bed in the morning. He feels choshech, can't move. So what happens to that guy? He loses the interest to get up. Because he says, his, his rotsin is only going to be a waste of time. So his kacha rotsin is gone. It's a yish, lagabedat prat. He gave in. And therefore it has a similarity to depression. It's not mamish depressed. The guy's still walking around smiling. But in that prat, there's like a depression. There's no kacha rotsin in that prat, right? So that's the point of Hanukkah, is that you cannot allow the Koyach HaRotzen to go bottle. I have to explain to you more about Rikas, not now, because we have to give a schmooze on it. How to activate that Koyach HaRotzen, that on Hanukkah you can fight things that you think are total black. Can't get past it. Understand? I have to explain that to you. But that's the connection to what we're learning here in Mesil Sashar. Understand? We'll stop here for now.